Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. My name is Dr. Devin Tan. I'm a forensic and child psychiatrist, and I'm a dad. Welcome. It's good to have you here. You know how you want your children to be happy, resilient, secure, respectful? Well, that's certainly what, what I want. But it can be overwhelming trying to figure out what the right thing to do is and it's even more difficult when you're inundated by parenting information, right? Information overload. We live in the, uh, in the information age, the digital age. We get information overload. Life is complicated enough. What's a parent to do? The courses that I have on Hadawism site is they're designed to teach you simple powerful mental models and frameworks so that you can take the guesswork out of your parenting so you can just just be who you need to be for your kids you know because the secret to parenting is it's not about what you do or don't do it's about who you are who you need to be for your kids and I want I want your kids to thrive and they can thrive through you through you I want you to check out the um, the free stuff that I've got which I believe will get will get you started well huddlewisdom.com forward slash Jedi mind J-E-D-I-M-I-N-D it's free some audio files and um, a short ebook there for you to help you optimize your relationship with your kids because sometimes kids um, you know it's 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 tough when we're trying to support our kids when they're hurting yes but sometimes they don't want to talk to us or they feel like they can't. So I want to help you and I want to give you these tips, these, um, these tools, these mental models. They're simple to learn. It takes time to master them, but I believe that you can do it. Um, huddlewisdom.com forward slash Jedi Mind. Go and check it out. I'd love for you to check it out. Okay. Today, what I wanted to talk about is um, is bullying. You know, it's an emotive topic. There's a lot to talk about, but I can only focus on a couple of things. Otherwise, I'll be talking for way too long, and I'm sure you don't want that. This episode, I'm going to talk about some practical ideas to help parents who might have a child who's either being bullied or they might be displaying bullying behavior um, either at school or at home with siblings, for example. Like I said, it's a big topic. And so today I'm just going to focus on the reasons or the why kids might bully. And I'll talk about the how, what you can do to, uh, to deal with with this problem. Before all that, uh, I just <laughs> just wanted to talk about this because it's very funny to me. Uh, if you live in New Zealand, you might have seen 
uh, a few articles in the New Zealand Herald about um, about 48 hours, 72 hours ago. Uh, there was a standoff between juvenile offenders or youth justice residents uh, at the local youth justice residence, um, juvenile detention center. I believe that's what you call it in the States. Um, these guys, they escaped to the roof of a building. In the middle of winter, they, <laughs> they refused to come down. They were brandishing makeshift weapons. Uh, police were called out in... <laughs> they stayed on the roof for who knows how long, 24 hours, I think, something like that. <laughs> in, the middle of win in the middle of winter. <laughs> I, you know, where were they going? I don't know. They probably <laughs> didn't think, think this through very well. But that's probably why they, they are there at the juvenile detention center in the first place. One staff did get injured, I think, um, an injured wrist. A lot of people uh, complained, actually, that these young people weren't treated harshly enough. They weren't punished. Um, but the, the punchline was that these young people were somehow talked down. Well, one, one person came down first. He was the smart one. The rest of them uh, slept the night on, you know, on the roof, very cold. I don't know what they were doing. Um, anyway, the rest of them got talked down with a bucket of chicken, KFC. <laughs> uh, and, you know, some folks would get angry at that because, you know, um, <laughs> they, maybe, maybe they should have received harsher treatment. But let me tell you, okay, uh, it could have been way worse. So I applaud the staff for their for their quick thinking um <laughs> you know they managed to talk down a bunch of immature uh, emotionally dysregulated impulsive youth who were gathered together and we know that when youth <laughs> with similar characteristics band together it's just a recipe for shenanigans right but I think the youth workers there at the youth center, detention center, um, were actually very smart because they had, they had the weather on their side. You know, it's the middle of winter, it's cold. The kids up there are probably hungry. What, what are we going to do to get them down? We want to avoid a disaster here, okay? The cops are around. Something bad's going to happen. These kids have these, I don't know what they're carrying, um, brandished, they've got like makeshift weapons with poles and... and I don't know what, what they've got. <clears throat> so how do we get them down safely? <laughs> KFC, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, I'm sure afterwards these kids would get consequences, meted out later. But you'd be stupid to bring the hammer down in the heat of the moment with a group of young people with that set of characteristics in the moment, okay? It could have ended a lot worse. But um, the newspaper and the media didn't talk about the ingenuity and the, and the innovative <laughs> approach of the youth workers to use fried chicken <laughs> to, to get down, to get these youth down 
um, from where they were. They talk about the, the other stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, who's hungry? I am. I hope you're hungry for some knowledge. <laughs> so why do kids bully? Okay, so lots of reasons. And I'm going to talk about some of those. So first thing is, I mean, what is bullying? So to me, bullying is behavior that um, someone acts out to deliberately cause someone else who is more vulnerable or weaker than them uh, suffering or pain uh, because they're perceived to be weaker or more vulnerable. Now, we have the problem of trying to figure out what the intent of an action is. There is no way we can know what someone else's intent is. Okay, when they act out, we, we don't know, we cannot know. We can only speculate, we can only make inferences based on context and other factors like temperament, for example. Um, some people are just more intense in how they handle themselves. They might be more brash, more impulsive dealing with problems. They might be more aggressive in the way they just operate in life. And they don't have the skills to manage frustration. They don't have the skills to negotiate or ask for what they want in a healthy way. So they lash out or they climb up to the roof and sleep on the roof in the middle of winter. <laughs> What were they thinking? Who knows? Um, or, you know, some people learn to be aggressive through modeling in the environment. Um, looking at you, parents. You know, they, they, they learn to act in a certain way to get what they want in life. Right? So there's all kinds of things that could cause someone to act in a way that's perceived as bullying. Now, indeed, it could be bullying if you know what the intent is. And like I said before, the intent could be to deliberately cause someone else who's weaker, more vulnerable, harm or suffering just for the sake of it because they're weaker and more vulnerable. But we don't, we won't know that straight away. There's ways to find out, but you most of the time, you don't know what someone's intent is. Anyway, um, if they enjoy the aggression because it makes someone else suffer, then you, you know that it's bullying, right? Easy peasy. Okay. So the next thing is, you know, let's talk about some features of bullies. And, and this won't surprise you. Now, I, I just want to be clear that just because there are certain characteristics that seem to cluster around people who do bullying behavior, it doesn't, it doesn't always mean that what they do is bullying, okay? It, it has, there has to be an intent behind that, okay? But I'm, I'm just outlining some of these characteristics because we see them quite commonly and um, if you can identify some of these characteristics, it gives you something to work with. 
Okay, because before you can treat a problem, you need to diagnose it and know what the problem is. Okay, so some, some of these people who do bullying, uh, they have trouble introspecting, they have trouble self-reflecting. They could be regarded as having quite poor insight into them themselves and to other people. They have low empathic capacity. They, they suck at em empathizing, okay? And they tend to blame others for their problems or they like to redirect blame, shift responsibility for actions onto others. They see the world as hostile, so they respond in kind. And they look to gain uh, dominion over their world. Otherwise, they get dominated themselves. That might be a learned idea. Um, and it's not uncommon also for people who bully a lot or are perceived to be bullying to be innately aggressive in their reactions to things. And just, it's just how they operate uh, for, for, for a lot of people who do bullying. Um, as you probably know, and I've alluded to earlier that some of these traits um, are valued and desirable among certain groups. You can probably imagine the sorts of vocations and careers they, uh, they end up in. But these traits are both, you know, legitimate and not so legitimate, so to speak. Okay, sometimes it can be used in a pro-social way. But by, <laughs> by a lot of the time, you'll find these kinds of traits in, in certain people who do certain <laughs> jobs, in inverted commas. <laughs> uh, now, if you're looking to foster these traits, you know, because you think they're really positive traits, you've come to the wrong podcast. Uh, you might want to find another podcast if you want to learn how to foster and cultivate these sorts of traits. Okay, so it's important that we also think about factors in the bully's family. Bully in inverted comma, okay? I'm including people who bully deliberately and people who are perceived to be bullying, okay? Because we don't know what their intent is. All right, so we, it's important that we also think about factors in that person's family that might contribute. Because uh, it's not uncommon for bullies, in inverted comma, commas, to feel alienated and somewhat disconnected from their world. Um, and so, like I said earlier, if, if they have a tendency to perceive the world as more hostile than it really is, they might tend, tend to, uh, towards retaliating um, against perceived slights or injustices. Um, you know, they don't wake up thinking they're the bad guy that day. They don't wake up thinking they're the bully. They wake up thinking the world is hostile. I need to look after myself. So I need to be dominant. I need to dominate. Okay. Uh, because the world is untrustworthy. It's hostile. Right. Now, it's important that it's important that we, 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 we identify this um, and call it what it is. Okay, 
without trust, through a solid connection, it's very difficult to to build a relationship with someone uh, with this model of the world so that we can help them to shift and change that model of the world. It's hard to learn if you don't build trust with them or connection. And keep that in mind because this is relevant for something else that I'm going to talk about very soon. So kids who aren't able to experience a degree of trust through solid connection with uh, their, their carers or people that, that care for them, they will struggle to learn boundaries. Boundaries uh, with respect to what is right or wrong. You know, so you might see this in families um, certain families that mm, that have a laissez-faire kind of attitude to parenting, you know, anything goes. Um, so you have a kid who has all those character characteristics I, I talked about before. And because of parenting style, uh, there might be a very hands-off approach. And so, uh, and there are various reasons for that which I won't go into, but there might be a hands-off approach and it makes it very difficult for the young person to then learn boundaries. On the other hand, it might be a very heavy-handed approach, uh, which just confirms the child's uh, um, assumptions of the world as being hostile, right? So where's the balance here? Now, it's very difficult to start... Um, fixing things uh, when you don't have a connection. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, how, how are we going to, how, how do we, what's our in? What's our in? This, okay, I'm going to talk about what's our in in due course, but what I'm trying to say here, the lesson here in this episode, let's not jump too far ahead. The lesson here is it's always about connection connection is the key i don't care what you do or how you do it we need to first form a connection the idea is the connection helps to build trust trust is the thing the thing that's the thing you want trust 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 now it, this 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 would cause you to pause i hope to reflect on your parenting now and um, because some sometimes parents themselves are bullies but if you, but if you if you are a bully you probably don't introspect very well <laughs> anyway so look it, if you do bullying behavior now i'm not trying to make any i'm not going to make assumptions about intent at all just just call it just saying you know there's bullying behavior and then there's bullying behavior. But if you are a bully yourself, you need to find a way to connect with your kids because they're going to be learning and modeling stuff, modeling their behavior of you. They don't trust the world. If you act in a bullying way to them, that just confirms 
this crazy idea that the world is just inherently hostile everywhere, everyone's hostile, um, it's, very, it's going to be very hard for you to connect with your child meaningfully if you cannot um, connect with them, trust. They can't trust you. You need to find a way for them to trust you, which means you might need to change your behavior, your own approach to them. Okay. If you just leave things be uh, in such an environment where things are just live and let live. I don't care what you do. Just you do you, I do me. In such environment, the influence of peer relationships are going to be amplified. That's exactly what you do not want to see. You don't want to see that. You don't want that. If that happens, it's going to be very, very difficult. Very difficult to bring them back. It's not impossible, but you're going to be pushing the proverbial uphill, so to speak. We must keep our kids closely connected to us, more so than their peers. That sounds a little bit countercultural, because, you know, there's a lot of push and pressure for parents to help their kids become independent. I, I call BS on that. I think that's, that's the, the world's uh, lazy approach to, to actually parenting. <laughs> you, we need to keep our kids close. Totally unnatural for them to be independent. Right? That sounds crazy, Dr. Tan. What are you trying to say? That we should just keep on, keep our kids forever till they're 30, 40? No. I'm saying that we let our kids free before they are ready. Okay? It, you know, hang on to them as long as you can. Get them through puberty. All right? Keep them close. Okay? Good for them to have friends, but you need to be closer. Not saying you have to be a friend. You you have to have boundaries too, right? Okay? You can be friendly with your boundaries, but connect with your kids, keep them close for as long as you can, as long as you can. Fear not, because if you do things right, <laughs> um, they will be independent. They will be independent. And then you can relax a bit more. So if you have children... Please monitor their friendships. And yes, discourage unhealthy ones. Is that controversial to say? No, I don't think it is. If you see your kids <laughs> having unhealthy relationships with other kids and they're becoming more strongly connected to them, it's time for you to intervene. None of this laissez-faire thing. Let them work it out themselves. No. Absolutely not. Why do you want them to work it out, out themselves? It's like the blind leading the blind. Parents are there to parent. You have to be connected to, the, to your friend, to your kids' friends' parents as well. Okay? You need to know what's going on. Especially if they are showing bullying behaviors. 
or if they are being bullied. If your child is bullying other kids, it can be embarrassing, can be shameful, but don't despair. You know, it, it is, for all the things I say, it's never too late to help them. But truthfully, if you do leave it till they're much older, like when they're in, you know, nearly out of puberty, it's going to take a lot of work. Okay? By the way, the principles I'm talking about here apply to kids who are also victims of bullying, okay? Um, both kids in both camps need skills to deal with problems. The first thing to work on is establishing your connection. If you have a kid who's bullying or a kid that is being bullied, that is your first step, establishing a close connection because without that it will be very difficult to make lessons stick no matter how awesome you are at making lessons with your kids but listen once you've connected the next thing comes the listening way before lesson making or lesson giving lecturing teaching them how to box <laughs> whatever um, you have to connect and then you have to listen. Sometimes they won't want to talk to you or they feel that they can't. That's because you haven't yet built enough trust. All right. It's a long game. You need to start working on that. You need to start working on that. Get curious about their world. Don't just talk, okay? Do something with them. Tell stories, personal anecdotes. Play the long game. Lots of chats, lots of conversations. Try. Ask them, have they ever experienced being bullied? Have they ever bullied? What, what, is, it, what is it like to be a friend? What is a friend? What's a leader? What's a good leader? And tell, tell them stories about your own history having been bullied or even bullying others or what you think a friend is or what is not what stories do you have from your past that might bite me <laughs> might be funny to them might help to connect with them you need to get curious about your parenting okay it's it's okay it's not going to kill you are you too harsh are you too relaxed do you molly coddle them you need to think about whether there are certain stresses in the environment that might be affecting your child, and you need to... Now, of course, you, you adjust the language so it's age-appropriate, but I, I do think it's a good idea to bring those issues up. Of course, you might not tell them the nitty-gritty of things. Whatever's appropriate, of course. You know, for example, if there is fighting at home, and you have a five-year-old who's you know, being victimized. Say, hey man, you know, um, I know it's, it seems like you've been having a tough time. I don't know exactly what's going on at school. I'd love to know. And must also be really hard because, um, you know, you've had a hard day and then you come home and then, you know, mom and dad are kind of saying stuff to each other that's not very nice. It must be really hard on you. Um, I'm sorry about that. Um, 
who really want to make it better. You know, that kind of approach is going to go way, <laughs> way more than just advice giving, lesson giving. You know, so you want to connect first. Okay, I hope I haven't. No, I want to actually drive this home. You, you want to connect first. All right, connect, connect, connect. Talk about stresses, changes, grief, loss in your life, in his life, but be age appropriate. Use <laughs> use language that's age appropriate. Like that example I just gave just now, you know, your five-year-old. You're not going to talk about all the adult stuff that you and your missus are actually fighting about, right? Your kid doesn't have to know that, okay? They just have to know that you see them, you hear them, and you understand that they are affected by your behavior at home. You just have to connect with them in a way that makes them feel seen, heard, and understood. And it's all about them, okay? No, nothing about you, it's all about them. You're the adult, they're the child. Their job is to be parented by you. It's all about them. Connect, trust, see, hear, understand them, okay? Get curious about what they see. Get curious about what they here okay also speaking of curiosity get curious about what their teachers think get curious about what the victim's parents think oh my goodness that's scary but this is a bit much bigger than you or me okay it's about your kid get curious about what the parent the the, <laughs> the victim's parents think if your kid is the one doing the bullying um, likewise, if you know you, you're, if you know the the parents of the bully, okay, you don't want to confront them head on, all right. Even though you as the parent, uh, you might want to bring hellfire and brimstone down with with furious vengeance and anger, but don't do that. Please don't do that. The best thing to do is to open up a conversation. Um, that something has happened between our children. Um, don't know if you're aware of that. Um, and have you heard anything? Do you know what's going on? Uh, I'd love to know. Uh, and there might be agreement that, yes, there is something going on. And they might open up a conversation. But they might not be. The thing is, you can't control what others do. You can only control what you do. And your job is to help your kid be seen, be heard, be understood, connected to you. They trust you. That they've you've got their back. Okay, but you're also not going to make life harder for them by embarrassing yourself in front of their mates' parents or their bullies' parents. Because <laughs> just okay, don't don't do that. <laughs> All right, it's the best thing. Uh, if if you're um, a parent of someone who's being bullied, is that you are there for them, that you've got their back, okay? Bring the school up to speed. Pull them up on their bullying policies. Tell them, uh, my kid was bullied here. When, where, who was involved, how often, okay? That's all the school needs to know. And hold the school accountable. What is your bullying policy um, let's work on this together. Um, do you know the parents of the so-and-so who bullied my kid? 
Um, I'd love to know, get their take. What's going on between our kids? <laughs> but connection with your kid, whether they're being a bully or they are being bullied, build trust, see, hear, understand them, get curious. Get curious, um, canvas ideas from the community. It takes a village, all right? Okay. Um, secrets die in the light. We need to bring darkness into the light. Okay. Hey, so I hope that helps you, my friends, you know, give you some start starting points. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because every situation is different. But what I've just talked about are some simple mental models that are so fundamental and so important. Because um, if you can get those things right, uh, the trickier stuff gets a lot easier to navigate. Believe me. Always return to your first principles, the fundamentals. Okay, when you're lost, those are your anchor points. By the way, like I said before in this, at the start of this episode, um, I invite you to go and check out the free resources that we have. Um, you know, if you're having some trouble connecting or knowing how to connect, got some simple mental models for you to look at. HuddleWisdom.com forward slash Jedi Mind, J-E-D-I-M-I-N-D. <laughs> uh, I think it was... Um, it's a Star Wars thing, okay? Credit to Star Wars and Disney. Okay, copyright to them. Uh, Jedi mind, all right? Um, yeah, I invite you to check it out. And also, if you're interested, go check out the practice of empathic discipline. It's a good place to start. Well, it's actually a good place to go deeper. Um, uh, HuddleWisdom.com forward slash practice. And um, yeah, hope you do check it out. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I will catch you next time when I catch you next time. Bye.